Here's Lotus is Ken Anderson's podcast, and it's the 9th of January 2023. The time is 18.42, and it is Monday. Now today we're going to start with the book, Second uh, Samuel book, uh, chapter number 1. After Saul's death, when David had returned from defeating the Amalekites, David stayed at Ziklag for two days. On the third day a man came from the camp of Saul with his garment ripped apart and dirt on his head. When he approached David, he fell down to the ground and prostrated himself. David asked him, Where are you coming from? He replied, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. David asked him, How did things turn out? Please tell me. To this he said, The people have fled from the battle, and many have fallen and died. Even Saul and his son Jonathan have died. Then David asked the young man who brought him the news, How do you know? that Saul and his son Jonathan are dead. The young man replied, By chance I was on Mount Gilboa, and there was Saul supporting himself on his spear, and the chariots and horsemen had caught up with him. When he turned around and saw me, he called me, and I said, Here I am. He asked me, Who are you? I replied, I am an Amalekite. Then he said, Please stand over me and put me to death, for I am in great agony but I am still alive. So I stood over him and put him to death, for I knew that he could not survive after he had fallen down wounded. Then I took the crown that was on his head and the bracelet that was on his arm, and I brought them here to my lord. At this David took hold of his garment and ripped them apart, and so did all the men who were with him. And they wailed and wept and fasted until evening for Saul, for his son Jonathan, for the people of Jehovah, and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. David asked the young man who brought him the news, Where are you from? He said, I am the son of a foreign residence, an Amalekite. Then David said to him, Why did you not fear to lift your hand to do away with the anointed of Jehovah? With that David called one of the young men and said, Step forward and strike him. So he struck him down, and he died. David said to him, Your blood is on your own head, because your own mouth testified against you by saying, I myself put the anointed of Jehovah to death. Then David chanted this dirge over Saul and his son Jonathan, and said that the people of Judah should teach the dirge called the bow, which is written in the book of Yashar. The beauty of Israel lies slain upon your high places, how mighty have fallen! Do not tell it in Gath, do not announce it in the streets of Ascalon. All the daughters of the Philistines will rejoice, or the daughters of the uncircumcised men will exult. Your mountains, O Gilboa, may there be no dew or rain upon you, nor fields produce holy contribution, because there the shield of mighty ones was defiled. The shield of Saul is no longer anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of mighty ones, the bow of Jonathan did not turn back, and the sword of Saul would not return without success. Saul and Jonathan beloved and cherished during their life, and in death they were not separated, swifter than the eagles they were, mightier than the lions. O daughter of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you in scarlet and finery, who put gold ornaments upon your clothing, 
how the mighty have fallen in battle. Jonathan lies slain upon your high places. I am in distress over you, my brother Jonathan. You were very dear to me. More wonderful was your love to me than the love of women. How the mighty have fallen, and the weapons of war have perished. Chapter number 2 Afterwards David inquired of Jehovah, saying, Should I go up into one of the cities of Judah? Jehovah said to him, Go up. David then asked, Where should I go? He replied, To Hebron. So David went up there with his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Camelite. David also brought the men who were with him, each with his household, and they settled in the cities around Hebron. Then the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David as king over the house of Judah. They told David, The men of Jebez Gilead were the ones who buried Saul. So David sent messengers to the men of Jebez Gilead and said to them, May you be blessed by Jehovah, because you showed loyal love to your lord Saul by burying him. May Jehovah show loyal love and faithfulness to you. I will also show you kindness, because you have done this. Now let your hands be strong and be courageous men, for your lord Saul is dead, and the house of Judah has anointed me as king over them. But Abner, the son of Ner, the chief of Saul's army, had taken Saul's son, Ish-bosheth, and brought him across to Mahanaim, and made him king over Gilead. The Ashurites, Yisrael, Ephraim, Benjamin, and over all Israel. Ishbosheth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he became king over Israel, and he reigned for two years. The house of Judah, however, supported David. The time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. In time, Abner, the son of Ner, and the servant of Ishbosheth, Saul's son, went out from Mahanaim to Gibeon. Job, Joab, the son of Sheruah, and the servant of David also went out and encountered them at the pool, the pool of Gibeon. And one group sat on this side of the pool, and the other group on that other side of the pool. Finally, Abner said to Joab, Let the young men get up and engage in combat before us. To this, Joab said, Let them get up. So they got up and crossed over by number twelve for Benjamin and Saul's son Ishbosheth, and twelve from the servant of David. They grabbed one another by the head, and each of them thrusted his sword into the side of his opponent, and they all fell down together. So that place, which is in Gibeon, was called Helkath Hasurim. The fighting was ensued was extremely fierce that day, and Abner and the men of Israel were finally defeated before the servant of David. Now the three sons of Shiruiah were there, Joab, Abisha, and Ashiel, and Ashiel was as swift on his feet as a gazelle in the open field. Ashiel chased after Abner, and he would not veer to the right or to the left in his pursuit of Abner. When Abner looked behind, he asked, Is that you, Ashiel? To which he replied, Yes, it is. Then Abner said to him, 
wheel to your right or to your left and capture one of the young men and take whatever you strip of him for yourself. But Asiel did not want to stop chasing him. So Abner said to Asiel once again, Stop chasing me. Why should I strike you down? How could I look my, your brother Joab in the face? But he kept refusing to stop. So Abner struck him in the abdomen with the butt end of the spear, and the spear came out from his back, and he fell there and died on the spot. Everyone who came to the place where Asiel fell and died would stop and pause there. Then Joab and Abishai went in pursuit of Abner. As the sun was setting, they came to the hill of Amach, which faces Giah, on the way to the wilderness of Gibeon. There the Benjaminites gathered together behind Abner, and they formed one company and made a stand on the top of a certain hill. Then Abner called out to Joab, Is the sword going to devour endlessly? Do you not know that the outcome will only be bitterness? How long then will it be before you tell the people to turn back from pursuing their brothers? At that, Joab said, As surely as the true God is living, if you had not spoken, then only by the morning would the people have stopped pursuing their brothers. Joab now blew the horn, and his men stopped chasing after Israel, and the fighting ceased. Abner and his men then marched through the Arabach all that night and crossed the Jordan, and marched through the entire ravine and finally came to Mahanaim. After Joab turned back from pursuing Abner, he gathered all the people together. Of David's servant, nineteen were missing, in addition to Ashel. But the servant of David had defeated the Benjaminites and the men of Abner, and three hundred and sixty of their men had died. They took Ashel and buried him in his father's tomb, which is in Bethlehem. Then Joab and his men marched all night long, and they reached Hebron at daybreak. Chapter number 3. The war between the house of Saul and the house of David dragged on, and David kept getting stronger, and the house of Saul grew steadily weaker. Meanwhile the sons were born to David in Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon by Ahinoam of Jezreel. His second was Sheliab by Abijakjil, the widow of Nabal, the Camelite, and the third was Absalom, the son of Maacha, the daughter of Talmia, the king of Geshua. The fourth was Adoniah, the son of Haggith. And the fifth was Shiphatiah, the son of Abichal. The sixth was Itriam by David's wife Ekla. These were born to David in Hebron. While the war between the house of Saul and the house of David continued, Abner kept strengthening his position in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Ayah, Isposhet, later said to Abner, Why did you have relations with the concubine of my father? Abner grew very angry over the word of Isposhet and said, Am I a dog's head from Judah? Until this very day I have shown loyal love towards the house of your father Saul and to his brothers and his friends. 
and I have not betrayed you into the hands of David. Yet today you call me to account for an error concerning a woman. May God do so to Abner and add to it, if I do not do for David just as Jehovah swore to him, to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and to establish the throne of David over Israel and over Judah, from Dan to Beersheba. He was not able to say one more word in reply to Abner, for he was afraid of him. Abner immediately sent messengers to David, saying, To whom does the land belong? He added, Make a covenant with me, and I will do whatever I can to turn all Israel to your side. To this he replied, Good, I will make a covenant with you. The only thing I ask of you is that you do not try to see my face unless you first bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when you come to see me. Then David sent messengers to Esbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Give me my wife Michael, to whom I became engaged for one hundred foreskins of the Philistines. So Esbosheth sent to take her from her husband, Partiel, the son of Laish, but her husband kept walking with her, weeping as he followed her as far as Bahurim, that Abner said to him, Go, return, at that he returned. Meanwhile Abner sent word to the elders of Israel, saying, For some time you wanted to have David as king over you. Now act for Jehovah, said to David. By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel from the hands of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Then Abner spoke to the people of Benjamin. Abner also went to speak privately to David at Hebron to tell him what Israel and the whole house of Benjamin had agreed upon. When Abner came to David at Hebron with twenty men, David held a feast for Abner and for the men with him. Then Abner said to David, Let me go and gather all Israel together to my lord the king, so that they may make a covenant with you, and you will become king over all that you desire. So David sent Abner off, and he went his way in peace. Just then David's servant and Joab returned from a raid, bringing a great quantity of spoils back with him. Abner was no longer with David in Hebron, for he had sent him on his way in peace. When Joab and all the army that was with him arrived, Joab was told, Abner, the son of Nea, came to the king, and he sent him off, and he went his way in peace. So Joab went in to the king and said, What have you done? Here Abner came to you. Why did you send him off so that he successfully got away? You know Abner, the son of Nea. He came here to fool you and to get to know your every move and to find out everything that you are doing. So Joab, Joab left David and sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the cistern of Sirah. But David did not know anything about it. When Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside inside the gate to speak with him privately. However, there he stabbed him in the abdomen, and he died. This was for killing his brother Ashihel. When David heard about it later, he said, I and my kingdom are forever innocent before Jehovah of the blood guilt for Abner the son of Ner. May it turn back on the head of Joab and on the entire house of his father, May Joab's house never be without a man suffering from a disgrace. 
or leper, or a man working at the spindle, or one failing, falling by the sword, or one in need of food. So Joab and his brother Abishai killed Abner because he had put Shahel, their brother, to death in the battle of Gibeon. Then David said to Joab and all the people with him, Rip your garments apart and tie on sackcloth and veil over Abner. King David himself was walking behind the funeral pyre. They buried Abner in Hebron, and the king wept loudly at Abner's tomb, and all the people gave way to weeping. The king chanted over Abner and said, Should Abner die the death of a senseless person? Your hand has not been bound, and your feet were not in fetters. You fell like one falling before criminals. At that all the people wept over him again. Later all the people came to give David bread for consolation while it was still daytime. But David swore, May God do so to me and add to it, if before the sun sets I taste bread or anything at all. All the people took notice and it pleased them. Like everything that the king did, it pleased all the people. So all the people and all Israel knew on that day that the king was not reasonably not responsible for having Abner, the son of Nea, put to death. Then the king said to his servants, Do you not know that a prince and a great man has fallen this day in Israel? Today I am weak, although anointed as king, and these men, the sons of Shiruya, are too brutal for me. May Jehovah repay the evildoers according to his own evil. Chapter number 4 When Saul's son Ibushet heard that Abner had died in Hebron, his courage failed him, and all the Israelites were disturbed. There were two men in charge of the murderous band that belongs to the sons of Saul. One was named Bahanach, and the other Rechab. They were sons of Rimon, the Beer-Oinit of the tribe of Benjamin, for Beer is too used to be counted as part of Benjamin. Berurites ran away to Gitaim, and they are foreign residents there to down to this day. Now Saul's son, Jonathan, had a son whose feet were crippled. He was five years old when the report about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, and his nurse picked him up and fled. But as she was fleeing in panic, he fell and was crippled. His name was Mephibosheth. The son of Rimion, the Beosanites, Rechab, and Banach went to the house of Ibushet during the hot parts of the day as he was taking his middle rest. They went into the house as if they were getting wheat, and they struck him in the abdomen. Then Rechab and his brother Baanach escaped. When they had entered the house, he was lying on his bed in his bedroom, and they struck him and put him to death, after which they cut off his head. Then they took his head and walked all night long on the road to Arabah, and they brought the head of <coughs> Ishbosheth to David at Hebron and said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. This day Jehovah gives <coughs> to my Lord the king's revenge on Saul and his descendants. 
However, David answered Rechab and his brother Baanach, the sons of Rimon, the Beonites, and said to them, <coughs> As surely as Jehovah is living, the one who rescued me out of all distress, when someone reported to me, Here, Saul is dead, and he brought, and he thought he was bringing me good news, I took hold of him and killed him in Siklak. That was the messenger's reward he received from me. How much more so when wicked men have killed a righteous man in his own house on his bed? Should I not require his blood from your hands and rid the earth of you? David then ordered the young men to kill them. They cut off their hands and feet and hung them by the pool in Hebron. But they took the heads of Ishbosheth and buried in, in the burial place of Abner in Hebron. Chapter number 5. In time all the tribes of Israel came to David and Hebron and said, Look, we are your own bone and flesh. In times past, while Saul was our king, you were the one who was leading Israel on its campaigns. And Jehovah said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel, and you will become leaders of Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king of Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them in Hebron before Jehovah. Then they anointed David as king of Israel. David was thirty years old when he became king, and he reigned for forty years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah for seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned for thirty-three years over all Israel and Judah. And the king and his men set out for Jerusalem against the Jebusites who were inhabiting the land. They taunted David, You will never come in here. Even the blind and the lame will drive you away. They thought, David will never get in here. However, David captured the stronghold of Zion, which is now the city of David. So David said on that day, those who attacked the Jebusites should go through the water tunnel to strike down both the lame and the blind who are hateful to David. That is why it is said, The blind and the lame will never enter the house. Then David took up residence in the stronghold, and it was called the city of David, and David began to build all around from the mouth inwards. Thus David became greater and greater, and Jehovah the God of armies was with him. King Hiram of Tyre sent messengers to David, also uh, set out timbers, woodworkers, and stone masons for building walls, and they began to build a house for David. And David knew that Jehovah had firmly established him as king over Israel and had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. David took more concubines and wives in Jerusalem after he came from Hebron, and more sons and daughters were born to David. These are the names of those born to him in Jerusalem. Samua, Sobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nekepek, Yapia, Elishama, Eliamara, and Elipelet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed as king of Israel, all the Philistines came up to search for David. When David heard about it, he went down to the stronghold. Then the Philistines came in and spread out in the valley of Reafim. David inquired of Jehovah, saying, 
Should I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? At this Jehovah said to David, Go up, for I will surely give the Philistines into your hand. So David came to Baal Perasim, and David struck them down there. At that he said, Jehovah has broken through my enemies before me like a breach made by waters. That is why he named that place Baal Perasim. The Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men took them away. Later the Philistines came up once again and spread out in the valley of Rephahim. David inquired of Jehovah, but he said, Do not go directly up. Instead, go around behind them and come against them in front of the Barca bushes. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the Barca bushes, then act decisively, for Jehovah will have gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. So David did just as Jehovah commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines from Gibeah all the way to Gesa. Chapter number 6 David again gathered all the best troops in Israel, 30,000 men. Then David and all the men with him set out from Baal Yeruda to bring up uh, from there the ark of the true God, before which people call on the name of Jehovah of armies, who sits enthroned above the cherubs. However, they placed the ark of the true God on a new wagon to transport it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Uzzah and Ahio, the son of Abinadab, were leading the new wagon. So they transported the ark of the true God from Abinadab's house on the hill, and Ahio was walking ahead of the ark. David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before Jehovah with all sorts of juniper wood instruments, harps, other stringed instruments, tambourines, citrons and cymbals. But when they came to the dressing floor of Nacon, Uzzah thrust his hand out to the ark of the true God and grabbed hold of it, for the cattle nearly upset it. At that Jehovah's anger blazed against Uzzah, and the true God struck him down there for his irreverent act and he died there besides the ark of the true God. But David became angry because Jehovah's wrath has broken through against Uzzah, and that place has been called Piris Uzzah down to this day. So David became fearful of Jehovah on that day and said, How can the ark of Jehovah come to me? David was not willing to bring the ark of Jehovah to where he was in the city of David, Instead, David had taken it to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The Ark of Jehovah remained at the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months, and Jehovah kept blessing Obed-Edom and all his household. The report was made to King David. Jehovah has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the Ark of the True God. So David went to bring the ark of the true God from the house of Obed-Edom up to the city of David with rejoicing. When the carriers of the ark of Jehovah had marched six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a, a fatent animal. David was dancing around before Jehovah with all his might. All the while David wore a linen effort. 
David and all the house of Israel were bringing up the ark of Jehovah with joyful shouting and with the sound of the horn. But when the ark of Jehovah came into the city of David, Saul's daughter Michal looked down through the window and saw King David leaping and dancing around before Jehovah, and she began to despise him in her heart. So they brought the ark of Jehovah in and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. Then David offered up burnt offerings and communion sacrifice before Jehovah. When David finished offering up the burnt offerings and the communion sacrifice, he blessed the people in the name of Jehovah of armies. Further, he distributed all to all the people, to the whole multitude of Israel, to each man and woman, a ring-shaped loaf of bread, a date cake, and a raisin cake, and then all the people left each to his own house. When David returned to bless his own household, Saul's daughter, Michal, came out to meet him. She said, How glorious the king of Israel made himself when he uncovered himself today before the eyes of the slave girls of his servant, just as an empty-headed man openly uncovers himself. At this David said to Michal, My celebration was before Jehovah, who chose me rather than your father and all his household, and who appointed me as leader over Jehovah's people Israel. Therefore I will celebrate before Jehovah, and I will humble myself even more than this, and become low even in my own eyes, by by the but by the slave girls whom you mentioned, I will be glorified. So Saul's daughter Michal had no children down to the day of her death. Chapter number 7 When the king was settled in his own house, and Jehovah had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, the king said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in the house of Sedas, while the ark of the true God sits in the midst of tent cloth. Nathan replied to the king, Go and do whatever is in your heart, for Jehovah is with you. On that very night the word of Jehovah came to Nathan, saying, Go and say to my servant David, This is what Jehovah says, Should you build me a house to dwell in? For I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the people of Israel out of Egypt to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent and in a tabernacle. During all that time that I went with all the Israelites, did I ever say one word to any of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I appointed as shepherds, my people Israel, saying, Why did you not build a house of setters for me? Now say this to my servant David. This is what Jehovah of Army says. I took you from the pastures, from following the flock, to become a leader over my people Israel, and I will be with you wherever you go, and I will do away with all your enemies from before you, and I will make a great name for you, like the name of the great men of the earth. I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and settle them, and they will live there, and not be disturbed any more. And wicked men will not oppress them again, as they did in the past. From the day that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Also Jehovah has told you that Jehovah will make a house for you. When your days comes to an end, and you are laid to rest with your forefathers, then I will raise up your offspring after you, your own son, and I will firmly establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will firmly establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will become his father, and he will become my son. 
When he does wrong, I will reprove him with the rod of men and with the strokes of the sons of men. My loyal love will not be taken away from him the way I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will be secure forever before you. Your throne will be firmly established forever. Nathan told David all these words and this entire vision. At that kingdom, and that King David came in and sat down before Jehovah and said, Who am I, O sovereign Lord Jehovah? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? As if this were not enough, O sovereign Lord Jehovah, you also spoke about the house of your servant down to a distant future time, and this instruction for all mankind, O sovereign Lord Jehovah. What more can your servant David say to you when you know me so well? O sovereign Lord Jehovah, for the sake of your word and in agreement with your heart, you have done all these great things and have revealed them to your servant. That is why you are truly great, O sovereign Lord Jehovah. There is no one like you, and there is no God except you. Everything we have heard with our ears confirms this. And what other nation on earth is like your people Israel? God went and redeemed them as his people, making a name for himself by doing great and awe-inspiring things for them. He drove out the nations and their gods in behalf of your people, whom you redeemed to yourself from Egypt. You established your people Israel as your own people for all time, and you, O Jehovah, have become their God. Now, O Jehovah God, carry out the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house for all time, and may you do just as you have promised. May your name be exalted forever, so that your people may say, Jehovah of armies is God over Israel, and may the house of your servant David be firmly established before you. For you, Jehovah of armies, the God of Israel, have made a revelation to your servant by saying, I will build a house for you. That is why your servant has the courage to pray this prayer to you. And now, O sovereign Lord Jehovah, you are the true God, and your words are true, and you have promised these good things to your servant. So may it please you to bless the house of your servant, and may it continue forever before you. For you, O sovereign Lord Jehovah, have promised, and with your blessing may the house of your servant be blessed forever. Chapter number 8 Sometime later David defeated the Philistines and subdued them, and David took met Egamath out of the hands of the Philistines. He defeated the Moabites and made them lie down on the ground and measured them with a line. He measured out two lines to be put to death and one full line to be kept alive. And the Moabites became David's servants and brought tribute. David defeated Hadashir, the son of Rehob, the king of Sobab. Sobab as he was on his way to restore his authority at the Ephratic River. David captured 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers from him. Then David hamstered all but 100 of the chariot horses. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help King Hadiasia of Sobach, David struck down 22,000 of Syrians. 
David then established garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became David's servants and brought tribute. Jehovah gave David victory wherever he went. Moreover, David took the circular shields of gold from the servant of Hadashah and brought them to Jerusalem. From Betar and Berotai, cities of Hadashah, King David took a great quantity of copper. Now King Toi of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of Hadassah, so Toi sent his son Joram to King David to ask about his welfare and to congratulate him because he had fought and defeated Hadassah, for Hadassah had often fought against Toi, and he brought articles of silver, gold, and copper. King David sanctified these to Jehovah, along with the silver and the gold that he had sanctified from all the nations that he had subdued, from Syria and Moab, from the Amorites, the Philistines, the Amalekites, and from the spoils of Hadassah, the son of Rehob, the king of Sobah. David also made a name for himself when he came back from striking down 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He established garrisons in Edom, in all Edom he established garrisons, and all the Edomites became David's servants. Jehovah gave David victory wherever he went. David kept reigning over all Israel, and David was administering justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab, the son of Sheruiah, was over the army, and Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was recorder. Sadok, the son of Ahitub, and Ahimelech, the son of Abiathar, were priest, and Serachiah was secretary. Benahi, the son of Jehoiada, were over the Syrianites and the Pelicites, and David's son became chief minister. So, this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It is the 9th of January, 2023. The time is 1945, and it is Monday.